Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, guys, and welcome to City of Mist, our first game using the City of Mist mechanic and rule set to play a, well, it should be a superhero game. But what you have uh, coming through to your ears in a moment is not a superhero game. Um, Me and my friends decided to spin it, and we have a whole story, well, from the perspective of supervillains. I'm going to jump into it in a minute. A bit of housekeeping, I guess, before I do. If you listened to our first season, which was our Ghosts of Saltmarsh Dungeons and Dragons game, thank you. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be returning to Saltmarsh, um, well, the season after this. If you have no idea how the rules for City of Mist work, don't worry. I, I, there's bits of me explaining it as we play. The guys didn't really know how it worked either. It was only me that um, had read the rule book. Um, it's really easy. It's um, probably better suited to a podcast because it's so quick and rules light but without neglecting um kind of any robust system it's solid it is fast it is a good good system i'm a big fan of it i I really enjoy it and hopefully if you've not heard of this mechanic you can um check it out as you listen to this i don't know if there's anything else to say if you haven't listened to season one um of our podcast. It doesn't matter. This is a completely standalone game. We did that deliberately. This is a good jumping on point. If you've got friends that were interested in listening, but didn't want to join halfway through a season, this is a great jumping on point. So please help us out and spread the word because we're loving that people are listening to this and we're desperate to grow it and build it into something special. And we can only really do that with your feedback. So um, please uh, let us know what you think. At Murder Hobros on Twitter is the best platform to get to all of us. You can also get me at Lil Power, L-I-L-P-O-W-E-R. I don't think there's anything else to say, but um, yeah. Let's see what happens with City of Mist.
you guys have always lived in the city and you've now known each other for a few months at least. Siavash and Lee, because you're both scientists or doctors, you actually both work at the same facility. Siavash is a university lecturer. I guess he picks up hours on the side with doing his actual research. Lee, you're more of, um, you're, you're doing, you don't do teaching. I don't think your character would work in that environment. <laughs> I think you're more research for the labor for the university side of things. You'll have your own projects, which will be funded by the university and you're part of that um, establishment, but certainly not in a, in a teaching capacity. Cool. Sandy is a little bit different. Um, his character is substantially different from your guys. He's basically got a cult. <laughs> um, and he, but the interesting thing is, with the city that I've built and the characters that you've built, all of you live in the same district. You're all part of Old Town, which is kind of cool. So I'm going to put um, some pictures in the Discord, actually, because... I think it would be kind of interesting if Lee and Siavash, Dr. Janus and um, Nevin, was it? Kantz. Nevin Kantz? Yeah. Kantz. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Great for a podcast, that <laughs> Kantz. Um, what a bunch of Kantz. Yeah, exactly. Um, you two, I'm going to say, live together. And I've got a building for you that you might like. Let me find it. Uh, it's a famous building. So the first thing you'll notice is that uh, this city is a bit of a jigsaw of things. It functions. It's strange, um, but it is a functioning city. And I'm just going to... I've got a picture for you guys. So this is where I propose... You might recognize this building, Sea of Ash, that it's based on. Um, so this is part of Old Town. You guys live in um, a building... A strange, strange old building, heavily, heavily modelled on that sweet Edinburgh building that I think J.K. Rowling used yeah. as some inspiration. Uh, it's, it looks like it's got like a wizard's tower. Uh, one of you's got the top floor apartment, and one's got the floor just beneath it. Shotgun. And top. yeah, of course. N- nice. <laughs> Sandy, on the other hand, he um, has, well, he has got some resources in a way. Sandy has got a mansion in Old Town, a dilapidated mansion that he has acquired through, um, let's say, generous donations. And I'm going to show you a picture of that sand as well. So uh, I hope this is up your street. Um, How would you guys have met each other? How does a cult leader and two essentially mad scientists become friends? I think... Uh, I, I could probably say that Nevin probably found a flyer for the cult and maybe <laughs> just brought What's... I reckon I reckon Janine uh, a member of the cult who lives in the mansion with me, uh, she's like a lab aide uh, perhaps I've come to pick her up or something like that and she she puts my flyers round and has the radio station on or the television on the, the public access channel. Nice. Janine, she exists. <laughs> um, well, for whatever reasons, you guys 
have met up with each other and become acquainted. And somehow you've realized that there is some simpatico between you guys. There's some desire for money. And there is like an ethical, moral ambiguity at the least between you guys. And we'll find out more in, in flashbacks, but you guys realize that you'd make quite a useful team of professional, um, well, criminals, really. Your skill sets are perfect for it, and none of you are squeamish about that. And as we'll explore with flashbacks, you basically become a crack team in, in the city. I'm going to say that over a month, you establish yourself, commit to this path, and have already become relatively uh, successful with your beginning of your operation. I think that I'm going to move you to a different page. I think you've already, um, I'll give you, no, I think you've already done some work with uh, some smugglers. You've met a guy who works for the Longshore Union and he is called Fenris. And Fenris is a big guy, muscular, clearly with some sort of powers. Um, and I can show you what he looks like, actually. Uh, where is he? Here's Fenris. Uh, show two players. There you go. Fenris is beastly, and you've done some work with him picking up a shipment from the water uh, in the docks and, and dropping it off. You didn't really know what it was, but you've already got a connection, basically. How do you guys take jobs? How do people find you for jobs? Do you have like a, a, a uh, website? Do you have like a, be a, a number? There's got to be some kind of like higher power mob lord, right? There, there is, but you're not connected to them yet. A okay. a bulletin board. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Is is could we have like a a mob version of Silk Road, where shit gets posted to be done? Yeah, you can totally do that. So you've reached out with your version of Silk Road. Polyester Road. And you've got some connections already in the city. Low level, but for your own personal reasons, each of you is looking to um, to make some money. Can everyone roll 2d6 for me, please? Eight. Three. Nine. Lee, you're f in your phone book, are you most likely to be acquainted with a card shark, a dirty mechanic, a fence, or a bookie? Mm, dirty mechanic. <laughs> Alright. You should see a gentleman now. Yeah. Yes. This is Paddy McShane. He is, <laughs> he is your dirty mechanic. And he's your first connection uh, in on this board, basically. There are different boards for different groups. Uh, how the game normally starts is with uh, 
a voiceover, like a true noiry voiceover. So, Lee, what are you doing at 10 o'clock in the morning um, on Tuesday, August the 6th? Uh, <laughs> what, me, myself? Specific. Your character, not okay. Lee, sorry. What, what's your character? Nevin. What is Nevin Kant's doing at 10 o'clock on, choose, on Tuesday? He's making some eggs and listening to uh, some music really loud with headphones okay so your apartment is in old town you've gotten up late you're making some eggs you've got some music playing and outside it's just spotting to rain it is a gray dismal day and there's quite a lot of mist still um, out of your window you can see that there's cobbles uh, in this part of old town and there's like old gaslight effect um, lighting it's not gaslight obviously but they're electric lights but they're stylized like that as you just look down and and as you're making these eggs, do you feel comfortable doing uh, a 20-second monologue? 20-second monologue. Yeah. Just like, what are you thinking as you're making these eggs? Like, a, like normally you'd get like these hard-boiled detective like monologues. Oh, like... You monologue the fucking eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. for it. Eggs, 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 <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Whoa, what? special. I love, I love it already. Your phone starts to ring, and uh, as you look over at it, it says Paddy McShane. Um, uh, I'll pick up the phone with the headphones on. Hey, uh, Nevin. Um, eggs. Uh, what? Can you talk? Nevin. Nevin. Yeah. It's Paddy. Uh, Paddy. Yeah, from the mechanic shop. Making cars, yeah? Y yeah. <laughs> um, look, a little birdie told me that you uh, have been doing some jobs in that. And, well, you know I'm a, an associate of the, the Mancuso crime family. Well, I've been... Um, there's word on the street that they might have a little job, and I thought of oh, you. I, you said you could do with some money, and um, they're they're good for money. Yeah. Are you interested? Do you want to hook someone up? Yeah, I need I need, uh, I need some money. Got plenty of eggs to cook, but need money. Uh, well, need a coat. It was raining. Well, look. Um, I don't know how you want to do this. Talk talk to your your crew and. Um, Text me and I will. I'm on it. Bye. Uh, ar ar arrange a meetup. All right. Uh, bye. <laughs> what is this character? Did you make <laughs> Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory? Fucking hell. Wow. All right. You are making some X. And texting at the same time. Oh no. Okay. What? There's. A, uh, I reckon he's probably got a spot in his apartment where he can bang on the floor to contact uh, Dr. Janice. Dr. Janice, yeah. Okay. Janice, you can hear your crazy um, colleague banging on the spot to get your attention. Okay. I just shout. What is it? I'm listening to his music. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. 
Okay. In frustration, I go to where he is. Okay. Is your apartment door locked? No. And then, uh, what's he banging on? Like, what's, what's he banging on? Oh, just, just stamping on the floor really hard. Okay. <laughs> I go in front of him and I say, What? What is it? <laughs> Jesus! Uh, do you want some eggs? <laughs> you know that I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make him some eggs. <laughs> okay, you've got some eggs. What does your apartment look like, Nevin? I reckon it's um, uh, it's pretty bare. Uh, pretty clean, apart from the desk is just insanely messy. For that matter, what do you look like, Nevin? Yeah, he's he's got a completely shaved head, um, and a mustache and glasses. With one of What's the... one of the, I reckon one of the actual lenses is just popped out. <laughs> okay, and Doctor Janice, what do you look like? Um, um, <laughs> I'm more of a like. You know how um, some professors have that slick hair, but it's not gel. It's just, you know, it's just a little bit grease. Kind of just like, had oh. to wash for a while. <laughs> and it's got like it to the side, just like, but he thinks it's cool. Gives him some class and stuff like that. Glasses as well. Nice. Bigger nose than normal. But yeah, I, I try and eat some eggs. They're going to be good eggs. They better be. Can we roll for eggs, please? <laughs> uh, roll 2d6 for me. Add any <laughs> statuses you might have. Uh, hang on. Can the pro so getting you... it done counters? No. Uh, <laughs> what, the, the crew one? You want to burn? That's the, once I'm, that's burnt I'm, as a crew no, one, I'm, it's gone. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I know you are, but I still wouldn't recommend it. Uh, no, uh, I kind of want to do ultraviolets, but... <laughs> I'm gonna th- Ultraviolets I'm- on eggs. Yeah, no, I could do. Uh, oh, it's either between push myself or mad scientist. I might do mad I'll, scientist. I'll accept one on that. Yeah. Uh, roll two d six. Add one. How do I do that in here? So uh, in roll twenty, from what looks like Sandy's setup, uh, or it should be off your character sheet. Um, where on it, where it says plus, move the arrow up to one because you're using your mad scientist skills to make yeah. eggs. And then I would say, uh, to be honest, I would just go with, out of them, it don't really matter, to be change honest, they're all the 2 game. 6 Just of... change the game, yeah. Change the game. Great shout. Eight. They are great eggs. Um, they're, they're pretty damn good. Are they excellent? Oh, Jeez, fuck it out. <laughs> Let's get Sandy in before he cracks more of these jokes. <laughs> hey! Oh! Was that an accidental one? Yes. <laughs> Sandy, would your character read a newspaper? Uh, potentially. You've got a newspaper to read whilst they're getting you in. I've shared it with everyone. This is today's newspaper. It's lucky I didn't say no, isn't it? Um, 
Okay, you've, you're eating the eggs. These two crazy scientists live in uh, in the two apartments together. It's raining. There's mist outside. The eggs are damn good. What do you do? Why were you banging on the floor to get my attention? Uh, um, uh, I was cooking eggs. Um, uh, then Paddy, Paddy man... Uh, mechanic man he called and uh, we can make some more eggs he called so uh, you money can... money he's got a job for us then uh, yeah did he say what job no <laughs> oh we're gonna have to get that I'm on it you gonna call him no I guess we're going to have to get Samson on this as well. Make the call! <sighs> Alright, I'll call Samson. Samson, do you have a mobile phone? Uh, no, there's a phone in the house. Okay. So, the phone rings in the house. I'm guessing you're in the house at this point. Yeah, but I wouldn't answer it. <laughs> yeah, I know you wouldn't. Um, who would answer it? Um... Let's say Rutger. Rutger? What yeah. does Rutger do? Uh, he's, uh, him and his brother uh, live out back in a, uh, like a, a caravan. Uh, and they kind of try and upkeep this house as much as possible. That's that's all they tend to do. But most of the time they kind of sat around talking. And where would you be when Rutger comes to find you? Uh, I would be... Um, kind of in the study opening up uh, mail quite often uh, we get questions and stuff sent to us uh, and filtering through like throwing away most of the questions and just looking for hard cash at this point okay D- donations so, Rutger knocks on the door and I'm going to say that Rutger has got like these long jowly features he's a, a man in his 50s real sunken eyes uh, bald hair and quite one ear like is a cauliflower ear and the other one sticks out a little bit but it's like a natural sticking out and he, he's not sick but he, he looks pasty and he just knocks on the door and he just goes there is phone for you brother Rutger I'm busy who is it it is uh, Dr. Janos master all right did he say what it was about uh he declined to tell me i hate this prick <laughs> uh and I'll, I'll i'll kind of walk down to the phone okay you pick up the phone brother how are you good killing your goats lately <laughs> i'm strict vegan what why would you say such a thing? I don't know. We got a job. How much? You know, I didn't pick up the phone. The other one did. He was making eggs. He got distracted. We have to go talk to Paddy. Which one was Paddy? You know that dirty mechanic? Hate his shop. But he uh, has a job for us, apparently. 
I want more this time. Well, you could barter with him if you like. It's still a third of the cut, obviously. Mm. Mm, um, the Deep One agrees with this. Let us... Where shall we meet? At his shop, I guess. Paddy's shop. I really hate going to that place. That would be in the industrial district. So outside of Old Town, you'd have to go underground, taxi, vehicle if you've got them, whatever. You don't think one of your brothers can come pick us up? Do you not have your own form of transportation? Oh, no, we do. We just... Can your science not invent one for you? <laughs> well, they have. It's called cars. <laughs> just saying. Rutger will be round in 20 minutes. Good man. All right. Have fun. What does Samson Black look like? Um, I imagine he looks somewhere between Marilyn Manson and <laughs> Brad Pitt from Fight Club. Oh, nice combo. Yeah. Okay. Like, he's he's currently walking around in like uh, pinstripe trousers, uh, no shirt, and a cravat. I love it. Jesus. I love it. All right. What do you guys do? I'm guessing. Well, you tell me. Uh, I'll text um, Paddy. What do you text him? Um. You want me to bring you some eggs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eggs? Question mark. <laughs> he responds with question mark, question mark, question mark. And then you see the dot, dot, dot of him writing a new text. And the new text uh, eventually comes through. And it says, where do you want to meet these guys? Dot, dot, dot. And when? Now? Dot, dot, dot. Okay, where? Yours? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Shit. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Fuck it, fine. Come on over. I'll, 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 I'll get in touch. Eggs? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. No, thanks. Okay. What vehicle um, would you be uh, driven around in, uh, Samson? Would Rutger be driving you in? Yeah, so I imagine, like, obviously this is not modern day world, but whatever the soccer mom car. It is modern day setting. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, think of, like, your uh, Citroen Picasso uh, of the current setting. Yeah, just something that looks like uh, a suburban mum has, has lent it to us. Okay. So, uh, but it would have blacked out windows at the back. Okay. And is Rutger going to drive you round to their Yeah, he, he's driving and I'm sat in the back. It, it's kind of like I've, I've, I'm treating it like a limo, but it is, uh, let's say, a mint green Citroen Picasso. Okay, like with an like old wooden panel in on the side. No, no, it's, it's just like one of those like 
like people carrier things like Sweet. really yeah really not sexy or anything like that uh and it's like an o2 it's like 19 years old or like 17 years old or something okay and it's got like rust on the wheel arches and it Rugger the, dr- the fan drives, belt slips drives um slowly but carefully outside of your dilapidated mansion grounds and uh it doesn't take too long to negotiate through old town uh, at points, you know, you will hit the cobbled streets and they're very narrow and winding, which is surreal considering this is um, such a, a modern city. But this is such a small little, almost not a secret. It's, it's a famous area, an expensive area to live, actually. There's lots of art shops tucked around and artisanal restaurants. And um, there's a lot of history. This is this is where the city grew from, this where you guys live. And winding through these streets, through the rain, uh, the mist is starting to lift off, but it's a grey, grey day. And you make it to this old university-owned building that has the apartments of the two scientists, Nevin Kantz and uh, not Hugh Janus, Dr. Janus. (laughs) If if it says it, I'm going to say it. I'm like Anchorman. (laughs) (laughs) I'll change it to Dr. Um... That that's already dangerously burnt in my head. You may regret that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rutger parks up and he turns around and says, "Master, would you like me to go in and ring the bell?" Samson kind of shoots him a look, like, "You know what you're meant to do." Apologies, master. And he steps outside into the rain, runs to the buzzer, and he just hit, hits both of your buzzers. Not sure which one, which room you're in. <laughs> Samson will already be bored of waiting, and he uh, like crawls through the car and just starts kicking the wheel, so the horn starts beeping. Yeah. Definitely beep, beep. I'll get a coat on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys come out. You see the vehicle. Um, you've got Samson Black sitting in the back being chauffeured by Rutger. And you are getting wet in the rain. There's not many people walking around on the street. Uh, a couple of people kind of run in because of the rain one gentleman's walking briskly with an umbrella out and um in the horizon you can sort of see like uh downtown with some of the skyscrapers just peeking over the top of these uh these buildings that are very very close together in in this narrow street almost like the two sides of the the buildings on either side of the street almost like lean over it creates that illusion that they almost lean over and touch in the middle because it's so narrow at one point get into the car <laughs> with a plate of eggs apparently <laughs> I'm not I'm not bringing eggs you're bringing eggs no eggs are done oh okay it doesn't take you guys long uh, for Rutger to drive you from Old Town into the industrial district the industrial district is still familiar territory to you guys you have to kind of like leave the center of the city basically and start working your way out. Uh, The industrial district does link up to the docks, but you're not going as far as the docks. You know that Paddy's um, shop is 
is slightly closer actually once you start hitting you you pass some factories with workers um kind of like some are smoking on a smoke break outside there's uh, a lorry like pulling up and uh starting to unload some supplies uh, to one of the the factories and you see a tattoo place there is um eventually working your way through you find paddy's paddy's shop and it literally is called uh, luck of the Irish mechanics and um, you guys easily park up just in front and what do you do? Wait wh- wh- why are we meeting here? Because apparently the the client wants to meet here wait for the job, get the money get get the money Vestival Brothers this this is not a good look pulling up at a known associate of criminal factions just driving it into his fucking door if people are watching not a good look second of all this sounds like it could be a hit did he seem angry no <laughs> You know, we really should take his phone away from him. Or stop giving his n- mobile number to associates. Samson kind of raises an eyebrow. And... Okay, brothers, but one of you two go first. I'll, I'll step out. As you guys um, start looking at the mechanics, the, 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 the bay door, the entry door is open, and you can see a black... Uh, I'm not a car guy, but this is a souped up, expensive black vehicle. What we go? Are we going class? Are we going speed? Or what are we going? Class, class and speed. Um, and interesting. Let's go for a Maybach. Let me look at that very quickly. May? How just is it? I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Maybach. Let's have a go. Yes, 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 yes. It's definitely a black Maybach. Um, the rims are so expensive. Uh, you instantly can see that this car is worth a fortune, which is unusual because obviously you're in the industrial district and that is a high-end vehicle. What is funny is that next to the license plate, there is a second plate and it says, insured by the Mancuso family. You hit me, we hit you. (laughs) Is this a family we would have heard of? Yeah, these are... um, these are a, a literal crime family. They're mob, basically. This is the mob of the city. Uh, brothers, I'm getting a little bit more nervous the more this goes on. We'll be fine. I've had my eggs. He's had eggs. Have you had eggs? Paddy sees you guys, and you can see you've got this red-headed, big, broad, um, broad guy. Uh, he's kind of... He's got a surly, angry face, but as soon as he sees you guys, um, this squat individual with his overalls on just kind of like beckons you to come in and get out of the rain. And he actually looks quite happy. He's actually smiling. And uh, this is this is a solid chap, big old jaw, clean shaven. Um, he looks quite handy, and he just he just says, "Ah, oh, glad you came. Come in, come in, come on. The the the, the gents are here." I'm going to go up to him and. Uh shake his hand 
and get in close and just whisper you disrespect my eggs again <laughs> and I'll fucking break he look- you <laughs> <Can I? laughs> he, he looks at you and is like Evan I no disrespect from me, never, come on. And he just kind of like smiles and trying to like pats you on the back and says, hey, look, look, who's here? And you can see that there are two men um, waiting in the mechanics. One is immaculately dressed. He's got um, very neat, slicked black hair. He's a slim gentleman, uh, tan skin, Italian, Sicilian descent, presumably from looking at him. He's wearing a suit with a black jacket. There seems to be a red flower in his lapel and he's got a little badge um, silver badge glinting um, stuck to the, the label of his jacket and um, he's wearing gloves on his black gloves leather gloves on his fingers and he's standing in like an ownery sort of way around the, the Maybach and with him is a bigger guy not like eight foot tall massive but he's big and he's broad uh, the picture that I've put on the blackboard is basically him with but he's got clothes on. He's not topless. Uh, you've got uh, a guy in another similar suit. He's got his vest is showing underneath, though. So some of the buttons of his white shirt are open. He's a broad, broad guy. And with the buttons open in the vest, you can see that he has got some sort of chest tattoo showing. He's an older gentleman, perhaps in his 50s, with long uh, gray hair slicked back from his face. And this guy has, he's got like the five o'clock shadow. He's got huge hands that look like they could crush someone. And he is not a smiler. The one in the suit smiles when he sees you guys step in. Paddy says, may I present Stefano Prietti and Pietro Falzoni of uh, the Mancuso family. And the guy in the suit says, please, um, You can call me Gladius, and if we're using street names, this is Centurion. And he holds his hand out to shake to, let's say, Dr. Janus. I go shake his hand. (coughs) He smiles. He does the classic power shake, though. He uses two hands. Oh, nice. And he shows you his teeth. And then he goes to shake hands with Nevin. I'll put my arms out for... uh... A hug. <laughs> he looks quizzical for a second, like, really? And then he smiles very graciously, and he steps in, and he just gives you a pat on the back. And he says, oh, is this how you do it? Yes. <laughs> he smiles, and there is a twinkle in his eye. And then he turns to Samson, and he says, shake or hug. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, come here. Uh, and Samson will kind of greet me in a big fake hug. He he, he accepts it. And uh, Paddy says, do you boys want coffee? And Stif- Gladius, the guy in the suit, says, uh, black, no sugar. And the big guy, who was his street name was Centurion, he just shakes his head and just goes, no. You guys want coffee? Uh, yes. Uh, black and spice it up. Uh, sure thing. Uh, gents? Yeah. Dark. I'll get the coffee and I'll, let me get out of the way. Um, so he, he toodles off and you're left inside quite a small workshop. 
Uh, their vehicle is there looking immaculate like no work's being done whatsoever on it and uh, there's no one else here and it's just you guys standing uh gladius is smiling centurion steps back and he's just watching each of you he's not smiling at all brothers brothers uh, uh excuse the, the informality but your reputation precedes you somewhat. Uh, why, why, why bring us here? Where I have a mansion, I have a church, I have much more hospitable locations than than such, rather than you having to get that nice suit dipped in oil. Good question, Mister Black. Uh, may I call you Mister Black, or would you prefer something else? Ah, uh, yeah, that whatever you require, Mister Black, Samson, if you may. Um, Neutral territory was always useful, and um, we have a proposition, but we don't know how you take it. So we figured common ground. You have a connection with Paddy. Paddy is an associate of ours. We have a job, and this is a safe place to discuss it. A job which we've heard of. We've heard of you arriving on the scene, and we think you may be able to help us. Would you be interested in earning some money? Uh, allow me to speak for both of my associates, yes. Brilliant. We have a proposition, uh, an <laughs> outrageous proposition. Ridiculous. Hundred grand. One job. Big money. Are we still interested? Should I proceed? I'll, I'll kind of shoot an eyebrow to the, the other two. Like, that that's a lot of money. The coffee comes out and Paddy dishes it out very quickly and then kind of like very, very quickly. This is a big guy to be um, subservient. And he is very subservient. He kind of like, his movements are quick. His body language is submissive. And he just holds his hand and goes, thanks guys, I'll get out of your way. I've got some paperwork to do. And he just goes back into his office and shuts the door. You've got a nice steaming hot cups of coffee. Stefano slurps his uh, in a very gentlemanly way, almost with his little finger out and then puts it to rest on uh, a workbench and says, you guys heard of the Nouveau Grand? Uh, yes, I've, I, I believe I caught some in the newspaper today. Um, is that the one at the White Star Tower? Correct. It will be docked at White Star Tower. It's a Zeppelin, uh, a very large Zeppelin. And basically we want you to steal it. I do a spit smiles with the coffee. <laughs> I've heard you're capable gentlemen and my associates and I, we can't touch this, but we're prepared to pay big money for someone who can. This Zeppelin, this blimp is a restaurant, a high end restaurant about to launch this weekend, Saturday, August the 10th. And it's made in flight. It's initial voyage is high profile. You see it's already been in the Misty City review today. There is a lot of press and excitement about it. We want it. The Mancuso family thinks, well, our reasons I can't get into too much, but this this blimp, 
we need. Your job and instructions are very simple from our perspective. We don't care how you do it. But on Saturday, August the 10th, we want you to be on that. We want you to be on the Nouveau Grand. We want you to requisition it mid-flight. As soon as the guests are aboard, as soon as the uh, mooring mechanism from the top of the White Star Tower is disengaged and the flight commences, we want you to schedule a new flight route. We have a location, um, let's say an abandoned airstrip, the other side of the city, going out of town. We want you to fly it there, or have someone fly it there. We have a ground crew ready and waiting. Your job is to steal it and get it to our location. Our ground crew will deal with any of the guests, any of the staff, and they will they will handle the blimp once it arrives at source. You just need to get access into White Star, the White Star Tower, and steal it. $100,000. Are you interested in me continuing further? I'm in. <laughs> Good. Gentlemen. Well, first of all, that the blimp is fucking enormous. It is big, yes. Do you have tickets? So is the price we're prepared to pay. Do you have tickets for us to get in the blimp? No. That's up to you to work out. Part of the job requirements. Can we have an advance? Yeah. I think that's fair. You're going to need some money. I'm not going to pay you 100 Gs up front. I can give you... Well, what would you need? We can be very amenable. Guys? First of all, um, 150,000 sounds more of an acceptable figure for a fucking blimp. Plus, splitting it three ways is much easier. Gladius smiles. Uh, let's, let's have a roll on that. So, you have a bunch of rolls. You're not trying to... You might be trying to change the game, you might, but I think you're more likely convincing. No, yeah, I'm not trying to do anything particularly underhanded here. These are people... Make a convince roll, and have you got any tags that you want to apply to that? Uh, you probably have a shitload, you charming bastard. Yeah, but I don't want to... Use... I'll, I'll just use charming words. I'll just try be kind of charming okay. here. Roll 2d6, add one. Uh, for convince, yep. Yeah. yeah. Great success. Ten. You got a ten? Yeah. Oh, nice. So, uh, that would be convince. Blah, 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 blah. Listen, listen I'm, I'm not trying to bullshit anyone here. I merely mean to cut to the chase. That's a fair amount. I could have said 200,000. We bid each other down. You get Centurion to look rather angry, like he's going to break my limbs in half. But look, that's a fair amount, and I'm sure that... In all honesty, you didn't expect to pay any less than that. Centurion does grunt and look a little bit pissed off that you've probably rumbled his strategy. Um, Gladius smiles, though. On a 10+, plus, um, you have successfully changed his agenda to include yours for the time being. 
And he smiles and he says, you know what? 150,000 pounds and we've got a building relationship. I'm prepared for that. How much would you like up front? We will not obviously give you $150,000, sorry, $150,000 up front. How much are the tickets? Well, that's for you to uh, research. 10%. Fine. 15,000 should be more than enough to get us started. Are you accepting the job? And I take it they will... This blimp isn't going to turn up anywhere with our fingerprints on, is it? Wear gloves. They're a nice pair there. I wink, but not pursuing it. He smiles. Well, there's three of us, and as much as I'd like to speak for everyone, I, I can agree to those terms. We've got a is job to do. He reaches into the back of the Maybach and he's got a, a folder. And he says, don't open this here. This is paperwork, information that we've gathered. Uh, it shows you the drop-off point. It shows you what information we have. Um, how you do this really is entirely up to you. You want to kill everyone on board? It's your call. You want to leave survivors? Our ground crew can deal with them. We want the blimp. This this is all we ask. We have a lot of money for this. So why do we need to go mid-flight? Why don't we just go the night before? The blimp won't be there. It is literally mooring and docking hours before takeoff. Where is it stored before? It's flying in from upstate. It was manufactured in Germany. It's been shipped across. It's literally being assembled. We don't have connections. It won't have the resources for us to be acquiring this out of town. We want it to be lifted from White Star, the White Star Tower, and taken to our local uh, hangar. We've got a ground crew already waiting there. We've got a mobile mooring rig waiting there. You can literally moor straight away there once you reach the coordinates. You Do may you need the pilot. Needed in working order. Absolutely. Bollocks. If the job was to blow it up, we'd shoot an RPG at it. We want it. Have we a deal, gentlemen? Deal. Excellent. If you need to get in touch with us, reach out through Paddy and um, we'll, we may see you. We hope to see you. Saturday. And uh, he shakes, he goes to shake your hands. I guess, I don't know how you guys are going to respond. Uh, Samson, he's going to shake your hand. Uh, I'll shake his hand and I'll have a little sniff of his flower. Orchid. Classy. Thank you. Nevin, shaking his hand. Going for the the hug. He smiles and he again hugs you. Uh, in like a he's not getting right in your personal space. He leans back a little bit, but he accepts it in a very charming fashion. 
And Dr. Janus? I'll go for the handshake. He shakes your hand. And again, he does the power shake, which is kind of annoying. And uh, he gets into the Maybach. And very, very slowly, Centurion just walks, eyeballing each of you. Um, and he kind of gets close to personal space as he walks past and then just sits in the car. As soon as he sits in, you can see the suspension goes a little bit and um, it fires up the Maybach and it's got a real roar and he reverses out and you just hear it. The wheels spin and he screeches off into the city. Uh, As Centurion walks by, can I hand him a flyer for my church? Yeah. And I'll uh, just I'll, I'll stare at him blankly. The deep one would like you. He looks at it, screws it up, and throws it out of the window as soon as he sits in, and uh, it's just lying on the floor of the mechanics. Then the vehicle uh, speeds away. Well then, brothers. There's fifty G's thanks to me. There's my part of the work. You get the rest done. Fifteen. Fifty extra thousand. Gotcha. Oh, four aspects of this. We'll say that before he left, uh, Gladius opened the boot and um, he just pulls out uh, a briefcase and it's full of money and he hands it to you, Samson, before he gets in the car. It's got the full advance that you requested. Paddy comes out uh, rubbing his hands. He says, how'd it go, guys? You get a, you get a job out of this? A pretty good, Paddy. Pretty, pretty good. Do I get a little taste for hooking you up? Uh, so you're doing one eggs? Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, come uh, on. Ne- next time, take the eggs. <laughs> really? Paddy, um, brother... Come, come sit. He comes over. Now, you know a lot about engines. Is it just cars you work on? I've gone back to fucking <laughs> art. I'm struggling <laughs> with my fucking voice. I work Is on bikes. Is it just bikes and... Trucks, cars, vehicles. I'm a vehicle guy, man. I'm a grease Ooh. monkey. You would happen to know any pilots or any such people? pilots nah not 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 in this district we that's a high-end thing man we 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 i don't know anyone with that skill why yeah what what are you guys up to now you well know that that's not a question that anyone wants to ask ask or answer unless you want to see centurion again uh, I wouldn't mess around with him. I tell you that he's a he's a big old boy. I believe the phrase is "unit." Yeah, yeah, he's a unit I wouldn't tussle with. So let's forget about that question, and you forget we were here, okay? Uh, we'll be. Sh- I'll be sure to send some mechanic work once our job gets done. If you know what I mean. Absolutely, you'll, ha- you'll we, have uh... a little bit of work. Upgrades is my speciality, Samson. If you, you know, if you want something to pack a little bit more punch than it should, that's why I would, you know, that's why I'm, 
I do some work for, uh, you know, the guys. And then he whispers, the Mancusos, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, Paddy. They were, they were just here. We, we got that much. Well. Hey, if this, if, if this pays off, just remember me, all right? That, that's what... Oh, Jesus Christ. I wouldn't say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> deep one's sake. Um, <laughs> we'll see you later, Paddy. Totally. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. There is a little introduction to our three villains. I think they're villains. They're, they're definitely villains. You just wait and see. Um, you've also had the job offer, stealing a blimp. That, at this point, when I recorded this, I didn't know how they were going to do it. I didn't even know if it was possible. It was just, let's see what happens. And, well, you're in for a ride. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, join us next week for episode two of our City of Mist game. I've got nothing else to say. Have a good week. Stay safe. And thank you for listening. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.